Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom-designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Happy day of life, my beautiful friend. Whether you are listening today on schedule and it's Tuesday, March 1st, or you're catching up on your playlist today and it's the weekend or any other day of the week, I just want you to take a moment, take a deep breath in and savor this sweet gift of life that you receive today. It is the very first day of a brand new month and you hit the jackpot today for living. And I want to celebrate with you for the next 15 minutes or so as we talk about something that Jesus woke me up for in the night to tell me about. The title of this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast is Active Faith. All right. Okay. So let's backtrack a moment to where I told you Jesus woke me up in the nighttime to give me this message for today's devotional. So here's how that all went down, because I'm sure you might be thinking that I'm all kinds of crazy right now. So I want to kind of clarify how that happened. All right. So did I wake up to Jesus literally standing beside my bed, tapping my shoulder and saying, hey, Sarah, write this down? No. And thank goodness, because honestly, that would have triggered a heart attack. And your girl here would not be here with you today. But what happened was that a couple weeks ago, I woke up at 1.36 in the morning and I had this quiet voice in my head as I was waking up telling me that faith is not only a noun, it's a verb. And I scrambled to grab my phone and open up my notes app and write that down as I knew by morning, had I not, I would have forgotten it. And how ironic that I actually heeded the good Lord's advice there by acting in my faith and not just hoping I would remember it. I took a moment in the middle of the night to actually write something down rather than closing my eyes again, doing nothing and hoping I would remember what was told to me in the morning. My girl, today I want to talk to you about what Jesus talked to me about, that faith is not only a noun, it's a verb. Faith is not just something you have, it's something you do. Now we know Jesus is super amazing, right? But let me top off that story about the voice in my head in the night with this next part, because this part's really cool also. And I've told you before that the first thing I do every morning after thanking God that I'm alive and well when I open up my eyes is I click on my Version Bible app on my phone and I check out the verse of the day and the video message that corresponds with that verse. And well, this is just the cherry on top because this demonstrates once again 
how God's word is alive and active. And the message that very next morning, just four hours after I woke up and wrote the note about faith being not only a noun, but a verb, was this. And it comes from James chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. And it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Faith in one sense is a noun. It's something you have, but it's the verb, the doing, the actions part of faith that builds true relationship with Christ. And that moves you closer to what God has said is possible. Girl, you have to do. You have to move. You have to activate your faith through action. Obedience and discipline build faith through active and intentional listening and then active and intentional living. You've got to put in the work to experience true faith. If you remember one thing from today, I want you to note that the faith factor in this whole equation is doing, moving, continuing on even when it seems hopeless, pointless, impossible, confusing, and repetitive. We do not have the capacity to understand God's ways and his reasoning. Sometimes he's going to call us to do things that don't make any sense to us. But that's the beauty of active faith, the act of doing before you understand the reasons for it. Remember, we are called to walk in faith and not just sit idle and hold on to it. Sure, we have to hold on to our faith, but that alone is simply not enough. The Bible has countless stories of faith in action, countless examples of people who heard from the Lord, listened to the Lord, and then did, as he said, even when the task and directions weren't always clear, easy, or logical. God's ways won't always make sense to us, but we have to remember we won't get an answer before we get active. Remember the story of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea. Remember how when the Israelites were being pursued by the Egyptians on their way to the promised land, God drew back the water on both sides of the sea to create a dry pathway for Moses and his people to cross. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29 says, By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. My sister, can you imagine if Moses decided that instead of moving, he would simply question God's instructions and then stay where he was and hope that God would somehow get him and his people across the sea and away from the Egyptians without actually doing what he was instructed to do. That didn't happen. They had to go. They had to do. They had to move, walk across, walk towards a promise, walk in a whole new level of faith, walk in what God had called them to do. And what about the story of Joshua and the walls of Jericho? 
It doesn't make sense that simply marching around a city six days in a row and then on the seventh day marching around seven times, sounding a trumpet and yelling would cause the walls of the entire city to crumble. That doesn't compute with our brains. That doesn't seem logical or possible or rational, but yet it happened. And Hebrews chapter 11 verse 30 says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. God caused the walls of a city to crumble only after Joshua and the Israelites moved, walked, marched, and did what God had called them to do. Joshua didn't tell everyone to sit and wait and hope that things would happen, hope that God might reveal to them why he was calling them to do this before they did anything else. No, he heard his instructions. He very likely questioned those instructions, but most importantly, he listened and then activated his faith and the faith of his people through action, through movement, through marching, praising and doing what it is God told him to do. What about the story of David, humble, small David, standing up and defeating the mighty giant Goliath? In the natural, it didn't seem like David would be the one to defeat Goliath. He wasn't physically bigger, stronger, or more skilled in battle, but yet he had something that Goliath didn't have that made all the difference. He not only had faith as a noun, he acted in faith as a verb. David felt the calling to stand up to and stand up against Goliath, and it didn't make sense that he would have what it takes to defeat this mighty giant, but that didn't matter. He heard the calling. He didn't sit back and worry that God had made a mistake calling him to do so, you know, hoping that someone else would step in on his behalf. No, he took his instructions from the Lord, put his faith into action, moved in the way he was called, and killed a giant with a rock in a slingshot. God makes the seemingly impossible possible when you take action according to how you are called. My friend, I could go on and on and on with examples of where faith and action shows up in the Bible and always leads to God showing people what is truly possible. What is truly possible when they act first before they have the answer? If you're anything like me, then my dear, you've probably likely on countless occasions kept asking God to explain himself, to explain his reasoning and his logic, to unveil his plan to you before you're willing to do anything, right? God keeps asking us to obey. Your healing, your progress, your breakthrough will only come after you stop demanding answers from God and simply move in the direction he is prompting you to, to be obedient. You see, as humans and in the human world, we always want to be in the know before we act because there are some real and lasting consequences that can truly affect our lives when we jump into something too soon without first doing our research. And that's the difference, though, between the natural and the supernatural. In the natural, we avoid situations because we feel we know our abilities and capacity and we determine ahead of time that some things are just outside of what is possible for us. We don't like the feeling of getting in over our heads, of getting outside of our comfort zones, because society likes to remind us 
that we often can't achieve what it is at one point we thought we could. It's why getting healthier, getting out of debt, going back to school, striving for that promotion that seems out of reach, raising good kids, and being in a loving and healthy relationship can sometimes seem like such lofty and out-of-reach goals. My friend, the good news is that these are all things God wants for you. He designed you for a big, meaningful, and purposeful life. Jesus wants you to have life and live it to the full. John chapter 10 verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. If you are living today with a tiny bit of faith that you are gripping and holding on to, I want you to realize that the enemy is going to try to rip that right out of your hands today. He's going to try to create situations for you where you begin to question that little bit of faith that you've got and whether it's enough to pull you through. My recommendation for you today is to begin to open those hands of yours, let worry and wondering go, and begin to replace them with worship and walking towards the life you've been called to. Don't wonder in faith by doubting if you've got what it takes. Walk in faith by doing what you've been told is possible. God might be asking you to do the hard stuff today, and sometimes hard stuff is simply continuing to do what it is that you've been doing, but with a different mindset or attitude or approach. Recognize that without action, without doing, without active faith that you walk in today, you won't go anywhere or change anything. You want things to change in your life? Then you need to change the way you do things. I want you to begin to see faith as a verb today. Begin your walk today and begin to know that you aren't alone in all of this. I want you to begin to know that your answers will only come after you get yourself into action. So get going, girl. God's got some amazing things planned for you. And I want to pray together before we get going and rock this day of life, okay? So do you want to join me in prayer? All right, let's do this. Hey there, Jesus. It's your girls coming to thank you for all of the amazing blessings you have put into our lives so far. We realize how fortunate we are, and we know that but for the grace of God, we go. And but for your blessings, we would have nothing. We give all the credit, glory, and honor to you. Lord, there are some things in life that at times just don't make sense. There are times when it's easier to question your instructions and to wait for answers rather than actually moving in faith. Please allow us to realize today all of the ways in which we need to be active in our faith to help build relationship with you. Father, your instructions don't always make sense. They aren't always clear, logical, or easy, but please reveal your promises to us as we walk in our faith so that we can continue to see how you will never mislead us. Jesus, we ask for your blessings over all of us, your protection, your provision, and power over every person listening to this today. And we come to you representing loved ones, and we ask that you work your goodness over their lives today as well. We can never truly be thankful enough to you and for all that you do for us. 
We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. My friend, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to spend here with me and in building our faith. And I look forward to having you back here again next Tuesday. We'll be doing episode 50 next week. I can't wait to share it with you in a week's time. I wish you all of God's blessings today. From my heart to yours, bye for now. Bye.